How would you like to grow in the Word of God and get trained for ministry right in the privacy of your own home? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Hey, friends, I believe you're going to be encouraged today, stirred, blessed, strengthened, helped, enlightened, stretched, and more as I talk with my old friend, colleague, co-worker of many years, Keith Collins, as we talk to you about Fire School of Ministry Online, why it's important for you, and then some keys to personal revival as well. If you have a question for Keith or for me, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7. 884 is the number to call. Uh, Keith, we've known each other for many years, and we've been fellow workers, fellow soldiers for many years now, but our relationship began when you came as a student, although you'd been in ministry, pastor churches, been preaching, traveling. You came as a student to the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry in Pensacola, and I think it would be great to start there and, and let our listeners and viewers know how being in an intensive discipling school environment impacted your life directly. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I'd been in ministry for 12 years before coming to the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry. And I'll never forget the first night that I attended the Brownsville Revival. This would have been in August of 1986. You got up that 96. night. I'm sorry. Yeah, 80, 96. You're right. Sorry about that. Um, anyhow, so you got up that night, and um, you began to um, to talk about how the Lord had put it on your heart to start a school, and there would be a school starting. The school was starting in January of 97, so quickly, you know, from August to January. And I knew just as soon as I heard you say that, that I was supposed to be in that school. And I had three daughters and a wife and young daughters at the time. Um, I was already involved in ministry and but when I heard you announce the school, I just knew that I was supposed to go. So I really followed the lead of the Lord. God supernaturally provided for us financially for those two years. And that that time period, my tenure there, completely changed my life. I mean, as far as knowledge of the word, impartation from you, as well as all the other professors that were there, just the, the camaraderie, the fellowship, the times of prayer. I went around the world. The first time I ever went on a mission trip was, was with you to India. And with a group of what, 60, 65 folks went with us. But it just, it literally, it transformed my life, my heart for missions, my heart for the gospel. I mean, I love the Lord before that, but it was very foundational in my life. And, and what about kind of being stretched by the teaching of the word? So you've got people that are digging in the word, and it's texts that you're familiar with because you've been a student of the Bible for years and you've been in ministry. But were you stretched and challenged as, as people perhaps gave you new ways of looking at the same scriptures? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, from your classes to Bob Gladstone's classes, really all the classes, Steve Alt's, um, you know, the Word of God was what I call a spirited hermeneutic. I mean, it was solid, doctrinal, foundational, but it was so um, anointed by the Holy Spirit that God just really brought new insight, um, a deeper passion for the Word. Um, even 
really taught me how to read the word, you know, in, in context more effectively. So it was, again, foundation on so many levels as far as my Bible study, my preaching, my teaching. Um, it, it just transformed my entire life and ministry. And then God called you to be part of our team. Yes. And you've been a faculty member, then director of, of the school on, on a couple of different occasions and uh, taking students out around the world. So, so friends, if you haven't heard, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why this is relevant to every one of you whether you feel called to, quote, full-time ministry or vocational ministry or not. I, I want to share honestly why I think this is important for every one of you and then give you some generic biblical insight in terms of what it means to be a disciple. But by God's grace, a missions movement was raised up through the school. This is all to his glory and by his grace. Brownsville Revival School of Ministry ultimately became Fire School of Ministry, and we had the privilege of working together as a team for 22 years, teaching, training, equipping. And with that, our missionaries now out around the world, some have been on the field now right around 20 years, remarkably. And other schools have been planted, Fire School of Ministry in Holland, serving much of Europe, in, in Italy, in, in, in Sicily, in the Philippines, and then in Cameroon. Actually, I, th- I believe there are three fire schools now that have been birthed in Cameroon with other options in other parts of the world. But on our home base, which became uh, North Carolina in 2003, in our home base, we noticed that our numbers of students were getting smaller. And we said, Lord, we're here just to serve you. We're here to do your will. We have no agenda other than your will. And we really felt it was time to take these classes, I mean the full-length audio, with comprehensive study guides, and to put them completely online so that anyone anywhere around the world, working at at your own pace, one course at a time, multiple courses, that you would be able to enroll and get the exact same high-quality teaching from these very instructors, from Keith Collins as well, from yours truly, from each of us pouring into you, and then opportunities to meet together online for mentoring with groups of students and things like that. So we have made the transition, and it is now time you can sign up for the January semester You can actually earn an online degree that you can then transfer credits from this associate's degree to other uh, universities, say the King's University in Dallas being one of them. Other seminaries, you can transfer your credits over and continue your studies there. We have internships available after you finish your two years, wherever you are in the world, different places where you can serve and intern. So take a moment and go to fireschoolofministry.com fireschoolofministry.com. Or if it's easier, just go to godschool.com. The whole world will be hearing about this through God TV as we have partnered with God TV to make this a school for all of the viewers of God TV around the world. And we'll have some special shows with Bob Gladstone and myself beginning in February, God willing, on God TV. So you can go to godschool.com, fireschoolofministry.com. It'll take you to the same place. And as you'll see on the homepage... We describe ourselves as grounded in the Word, anointed by the Spirit, passionate for the gospel, ablaze for God. Uh, Keith, do you often find that there is a dichotomy in people's thinking between the Word and the Spirit or between the mind and the heart, and sometimes we choose either or instead of both and? Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, I've experienced that in ministry for many years, and it seems like oftentimes, you know, you'll have one extreme or the other. You'll have those that are, you know, very much into 
the scripture, textual criticism, those things. And again, I mean, I, I embrace those things and have, you know, graduate level studies myself and a degree. And I really, really enjoyed that. However, oftentimes um, that can lead into just, you know, hyper intellectualism without the spirit. And then on the other hand, you know, we've seen people that just get so much into what they feel and the, you know, the, the existential manifestations and things like that. And those things are great if they're God. But I really think it's important, as I said earlier, to have a spirited hermeneutic to where we have a solid biblical foundation in our lives that we know how to study the word, that we know how to read it in context. We know how to apply it to our personal lives. If we're called into the ministry, we know how to apply it into our ministries. But also we need to experience the power of God, the presence of God, the, the reality of of God being with us. And I don't I don't think I think if you separate those things and you get an error on either side of that. All right, so let, let's dig into this a little deeper, friends. Again, to find out more, go to fireschoolofministry.com. Hey, just take a class. Enroll. You do have to be accepted as a student. And then take a class right in the privacy of your own home. Look at what's available for this first year. And then enroll in a class and, and see if you like it. See if you grow. See if you get challenged. See if it helps you go deeper. Perhaps you're in ministry already and, and you, you want something to supplement your studies or to strengthen you in certain areas. Perhaps you're, you're busy uh, in your job and raising your family and your local church, but, but you want to grow some more and, and get some other serious input. Again, first class, full-length classes with great study guides accompanying fireschoolofministry.com. So Keith, on the one hand, we agree that Jesus talked about the Father wanting people to worship him in spirit and in truth. Correct. John 4. And then in Matthew 22, he rebukes the religious leaders, the Sadducees, and says, you're mistaken because you don't know the Scriptures or the power of God. So both are important. But when you talk about a spirit hermeneutic, do you mean that, that the Holy Spirit works with us in interpreting Scripture? So we study the Hebrew, we study the Greek. As you mentioned, you, you've got a graduate degree in theology as well. So you study the scriptures, every different one you know how, but then the Holy Spirit is supposed to help us in our studies too? Most definitely. You know, back to being at Brown's Revival School of Ministry, I knew how to read the Bible before I came there. I knew how to, I didn't memorize as many verses as you did when you first got saved, but I was on the probably three to five a day I was memorizing. So Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was definitely into the Word I went out and bought an Unger's Bible Dictionary, Vines, you know, Matthew Henry stuff, anything I could find. Of course, back in the 80s when I got saved, we didn't really have the Internet access like we do now. So I went out and bought books. But being at the school really taught me to rely on the Holy Spirit. Again, it's not that I was neglecting, you know, study tools and things of that nature, um, but it really taught me to see the Word of God through my walk with God. And the Holy Spirit began to really illuminate as the ultimate teacher the Word of God. It, 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 it's like it came off the pages. It came alive. Things that I had preached about. It's funny. I still have cassette tapes. I can go back and listen to myself preaching in like 1987, 88. And, you know, some of the stuff I said, there was always grace in those periods of our lives. But now I see so much more. The Word is so much more full, so much more alive. And um, I can really attest a lot of that to my time at the Brownsville School of Ministry. Yeah, and, and again, Brownsville Revival School of Ministry with our same team became Fire School of Ministry. So the very same classes that Keith sat under 
These are the same classes you can sit under online. And when we mention our faculty, men like Steve Alt, just so solid in the word and grounded and in, in, in strong theology, and Bob Gladstone with such supernatural insight, and Josh Peters with such a practical Holy Spirit emphasis, and Keith Collins with a revival heart and a, and a visionary heart, and the different ones on our faculty just pouring in, others teaching on the Father heart of God and, 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 and doctrinal error and truth and things, you'll be enriched, you'll grow, and then in turn— you can go and be a blessing to others. You can take what God's put in your heart and share it with others. And if, in fact, you feel called to further training in vocational ministry, what better thing to be part of your local church, serving right where you are, but being trained and equipped in this online format. And by the way, if you're a full-time student, there are practicums that you do as well. You get involved. We get you involved serving in different areas so that it's not just learning about it. It's doing it. We come back. I want to talk about what it means to be a disciple. God of light, hear our cry. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on the Line of Fire. I'm sitting with my friend and colleague, Keith Collins. I want to mention a recent book of Keith's that's powerful and highly recommended, recommended enough that I wrote the forward to it. If you have a question for Keith or me, 866 Three four truth eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. About an hour from now, I'll be coming back on on YouTube. So ask Dr. Brown, ASKDR Brown, on YouTube, doing a live YouTube chat. So be sure to be ready to join us for that. You can post your questions there on all manner of subject, and we will get to some calls as well. So I'm I'm thinking back. I'm remembering where I preached this. So it was in the 1970s maybe around 1975 or 76, something like that. So, you know, early, early 20s at, at the oldest. I remember preaching about being a disciple. And I was learning languages then and, and saw that the Hebrew word for disciple came from the Hebrew root for learning. And then I saw it was the same with Greek and the same with Latin and obviously, a disciple is a student. A disciple is a learner, not just in an academic way, but in a way of follow me, pattern your life after my life. So Jesus had his disciples, called them aside, poured into them, and then said, go and make disciples. Uh, Keith, you've pastored for a good number of years. You spent a good part of your life in ministry pastoring and, and together with the help of, of your, your wife, Darla. And then you've traveled and preached, and then you've led schools and taught in schools. What would you say is the difference in terms of making disciples and impacting lives, the difference between what you can do in your normal local church setting with people busy with life and everything else going on versus what you can do in an intensive school setting? Um, You know, obviously, I think there's different levels of discipleship, and that, you know, comes with people's lifestyles, families, jobs, those type of things. But... I have found in a school setting, you know, you can really much more deliberately pour yourself into someone else. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And again, that takes many different levels of of action. But I think in a school-type setting where you are deliberately 
applying yourself, giving yourself for a season of time to be trained, to be equipped, to be raised up, um, to have impartation, to fulfill the call of God on your life. I believe that a school setting, even an online setting, where you're deliberately in a classroom environment um, being poured into by, by men and women of God who have seasons with the Lord and they've, they've, they've done things for the Lord, I think it's much more effective to, to really deliberately raise up disciples in that setting. Yeah, and there is something about coming aside and focusing, just like someone goes off to college for a number of years or they get vocational training for a number of years, you become a doctor or a nurse, there's the academic part of it, but then there's the, the internship and the learning and growing like that. It, it really is an important part of the process. And what we're saying is now you can do this to a great extent in your home, and then if you really are called to be with us over a period of years, that there's the, the online mentoring groups that we have, and as the students grow, we'll be doing those more and more frequently. And then there's the possibility of interning with us in different settings or with our missionaries in different parts of the world. So again, find out more, go to fireschoolofministry.com, or if it's easier, just go to godschool.com. Enroll today, so register, and then just take a class. Take a look, see what's available, and see what's of interest to you, and take it, and, and see if it doesn't change your world. See if it doesn't impact you and help you. And then from there, you can go to the next level and, and take some more and let us help you every way that we can. Uh, let's, let's grab a call and then we'll share more with you. And, and I want to talk to you about personal revival in a moment as well. Uh, let's go to Houston, Texas. Desmond, welcome to the line of fire. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Brown. Um, how, how are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks. All right. Okay, so um, my question, uh, I guess, in general, um, and I'll give you a little bit of a background for me, a quick uh, synopsis, if you will. Um, I've been, <clears throat> I went through my current career as a firefighter and as a paramedic here at Houston. Um, throughout, the, uh, throughout the years, I felt a heavy heart. Um, I was saved during, uh, during that time. I've... Um, also, um, gone through sorrows and just in general, uh, things that come about, uh, when dealing with people's lives. Um, in any case, uh, the call of God has been, um, it's been a burning desire for several years. And, um, as I heed the call, I want to make sure that, um, I'm, I'm, uh, very fearful of it, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, as well as I should be, as, as you can, as I've obviously, I've heard of pastors who have, um, who have fallen short, you know, during, during their, during their times. And, uh, but at the same token, we're, we're called to stand up and be cur- uh, courageous and, uh, to, to, um, to be obedient, uh, in faith with what he has for us. And I, yeah. and I don't want to be that person that loses, um, my gifts because I'm not, uh, obeying him. So, um, and so, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so just basically to, my, my, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, so my question, here's my question. Um, how do you, how do you come to navigate through the transition and, um, as, as a, uh, as a fellow believer, as a person who's putting faith in God, looking for, uh, for wise counsel, looking for, um, 
um, how do you navigate through those things in, in order to come? And, and also in that sense, uh, man, I, I hear seminary calling and, um, man, there's just so many out there and so many different doctrines and theologies. Right. And it right. blows my mind. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm going to give you a, a couple of thoughts, uh, Desmond, and then the, the Keith add in. The first thing is ministry in terms of recognized ministry, ordained ministry, is, is simply that, that others recognize the calling, that there's a formal ordination, but you remain the same person. I was serving God, reaching the lost, ministering before I was ordained into ministry, the same with Keith, the same with others. And then there's a recognition by others. It could be by a local church, it could be by a denomination, it could be in some other setting, that there's a recognition of the calling, and then a formalization of that one way or another. So it could be with legal credentials. It could be something that's just recognized by the church. But the number one thing you do is you keep growing in the Lord. You keep spending quality time in the Word and prayer, and you do what you know how to do. You reach people. You minister to people. You do what's on your heart, however you can help. And, and you've been through You've seen a lot of suffering. You've, you've, you've lived through it, so you have a heart to help people in that regard. And that's where if you, if you take classes with us as an example, you can be doing what you're doing in your local church and grow and be equipped. And then from there, if you want to go on to further seminary studies, our credits can transfer online or you can transfer them elsewhere, or you can just continue to be mentored in a setting which is not as academic as seminary. Uh, Keith, what would you add to that? Yeah, I would just <clears> – <throat> you've said this in some, in some way, but I would really encourage you to – to very deliberately minister where you're at during this season of your life. In other words, if you're feeling the Lord's calling you into some type of ministry, whether it be pastoral or, or whatever that might be, I know in my own life that the first ministry I did, we used to go to a nursing home every Thursday, and we would just love on the people, read the Bible to people that couldn't see. The first miracle I even saw was a lady with cataracts was healed in a nursing home setting, and the Lord began to use us there from there I began to speak at youth groups, and you know, and we did a lot of street ministry in Tallahassee, Florida, Florida State University. Every Saturday morning for over a year, we would go to Florida State University, and we would preach the gospel on the campus. And the Lord supernaturally began to open doors for me. So I would honestly, I would encourage you to take a class. I mean, with with Fire School of Ministry, because I think that that would encourage you, it would challenge you. And, you know, I think it would also maybe open up some new understanding maybe with what the Lord is speaking to you right now. But but make sure you're ministering where you're at right now in your life. Yeah, it, exactly. It's just like if someone's going to be a professional football player, they were playing football in the backyard first, <laughs> you know. They were throwing a rock and then a little ball and then a football. And, 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 and then little by little, the gifting was recognized. So serve where you are, do whatever ministry you can, and I would trust you're doing some of that already. And, and then, as we said, explore. Without having to, to relocate or do anything else like that, you can enroll in some online classes while you continue to serve in your local church. And then we are here to help you grow more and get further along in practical training and growing in your knowledge of the Word. Or it could be that, that this is a start and there are other things the Lord connects you to. So may the Lord guide you and as you walk in that holy fear, it's a good thing. James, Jacob, chapter 3, verse 1 says that those who teach the word will be held to greater accountability. So as ministers and representatives of the Lord Jesus, uh, many his reputation is tied in with how we live, 
and then we impact many people for good or for bad. So you're starting with a healthy posture in the fear of the Lord, which is a great thing because this is a sacred entrustment. So again, may the Lord guide you, Desmond. Thank you, sir, for calling in. Hey, I just want to give you an opportunity to stand with us, friends. If you believe in what we're doing, want to help us blanket America with the line of fire, you can use this number right on your cell phone, 929-CHANGE, and the number one, text to give. You can help us with your contribution, 929-CHANGE, and the number one, or 929-242-6431, 929-242-6431. If we went a blessing to you, it's a biblical thing to say, hey, I want to stand with you and help support you to reach many more. Text to give, 929-CHANGE, and the number one. We'll be right back. I want to talk to you about stirring revival, personal revival in your own heart, in your own life. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Personal revival. It's one thing to think of a massive battleship in the sea, and you're there next to it, and you have to try to push it and turn it in a different direction. Good luck. It's another thing if you're swimming by yourself, and you have to turn in a different direction. There's a lot more possibility even going against the tide. Friends, it's one thing to look at seeing revival come to America or turning the nation. It's another thing when it comes to each of us individually being turned. Why not? Why not a spark that starts with you, that starts with me, that spreads to the people around us, and who knows where it goes from there. Thanks for tuning in. This is Michael Brown. I'm sitting with my friend and colleague, Keith Collins, and Keith, you wrote a book. I wrote the foreword to it. came out last year. I found it a stirring book and a book that really will awaken believers to the need of personal revival. Tell us about this and what you're hearing from folks who've been reading it. Yeah, I wrote a book um, that I called Samuel's Arising and subtopic, um, Waking Up to God's Prophetic Call. My, my purpose for writing the book was that I was just really gripped by the Lord with this theme. I'd been preaching it. I saw where... Eli was a representation of dead ministry, ministry without true connection to the Lord himself, kind of going through the motions, as well as many other analogies that we can see in Eli's life. And, of course, his sons in sin, Hophni and Phinehas. And then Samuel comes onto the scene, and he represents this authentic walk with God. And even as a boy, he comes in to correct, which in all, all points was his spiritual father, Eli, and brings the word of the Lord and really restores what it, what it means to know the voice of God in the land of Israel. And, of course, we look at his life that was just so profound. God used him to anoint the first two kings of Israel. And, um, you know, his, his prophetic influence continues to affect us today. So he, he walked in this authentic place where he didn't just know about God. Um, he wasn't just a part of the ministry, but it's almost as if, he didn't just carry a message. He became the message himself as he burned with the purposes of God. 
All right. So when you wrote the book, what was your what was your goal? What did you want to see happen to folks who read the book? My goal was to stir people to a deeper place with God. Listen, there are millions of people who are very involved with religion. They they might even go to great churches. They might even hear truth taught and truth preached, but they don't really walk with a passion for the loss, a passion for prayer. A heart for the law, a heart for the nations. In other words, they they find themselves going through the motions, and sadly, a lot of the church is so drunk on worldliness that they become just like the world around them, and they have so many things in their own life that that hinder their walk with God that they don't even know what it feels like to carry the burden of God for a dying city or a, a dying family member. So their their Christianity is very platonic. It's very surface. There, there's no true depth in their walk with God. So my heart was, God, awaken your people to know you as you want us to know you. That was my heartbeat. Yeah, and, and I was stirred, friends, reading the book Samuel's Arising, stirred my own heart just in personal pursuit of God because you can get so busy in ministry and doing so many other things for others and for the Lord that you neglect which is the most important thing of all, namely keeping the fire of love burning in your own heart between you and the Lord. And, and Keith, when I think of the classes that we now have online, so fireschoolofministry.com, go there today, register classes now ongoing for the winter semester. Uh, just register and then take one class, just See what's available, the order of classes for first year, and just take one to start. And if, if it blesses you and challenges you and strengthens you, then take another and then see where it goes from there. But, Keith, what blesses me is to know that everyone teaching at the school has been touched by the fire of revival. And some of the classes were taught in the midst of the fire of revival. So even though we're digging into the scriptures— and we're opening things up based on the Hebrew and the Greek. And, and we, we, are, we are looking at practical ways to serve and hands-on and things like that. There's a fire. There's a passion. And, and something happens, doesn't it? When, when you're around somebody else that's got that fire, doesn't it spark something in you? Yeah, fire definitely begets more fire. And, um, you know, just in my own walk with God, I, I guess I carry this burden probably more than any other burden. I mean, I, I'm in the nations all the time. I'm getting ready to go to the Philippines. I'll be with some of our missionaries in a couple of weeks. Again, Kim Pounders and I are going together. And then I'll be in Colombia with Daniel Kalendon, different guys in, in April. So, I mean, God has opened all these incredible doors around the world. But this passion for spreading the fire of personal revival is something that I mean, I can't escape it. It, it, it burns in me. Um, I know even in my own life there are deeper places. It's not based on legalism. Like you said, it's this, this radical love relationship with Jesus. And what I found is when I deliberately set my heart to pursue him, he reveals himself, his glory, his holiness, his mercy, his power, his love. And, and I'll find myself, you know, praying for a half hour and three hours later, I finish and it felt like 30 minutes at the most because you just get so mm. into his presence. And I, I really desire that for God's people. I think a lot of people, 
they know about him and maybe he's touched their lives, but, but there's a deeper place. And if you study the life of, of a revivalist, say a John Wesley, who was, a, as Ravenhill said, a colossal intellect, Little Ravenhill called him, but the guy obviously burned for deeper places of knowing Jesus. Yeah. And as a result, he launched an apostolic movement that touched the world in the 1700s. And as you're talking about the world, the nations, uh, you hear a theme song every day with Line of Fire. I want you to hear the whole song. It was written by Aaron Kreider, who was one of our students in Brownsburg Revival School of Ministry. And he wrote this specifically for one of our missions conferences. It's called Shake the Nations. And uh, it's, it's our theme of Jesus' revolution. Jesus radically changes you, then you go with the gospel to radically change the world. And, and that's what we want to raise up through Fire School of Ministry online now. World Changers Through the Gospel. All right, take a listen. Asking I will give the nations to you. Every voice calling out, praising you. Nations bowing down and worshiping you. Every That's that's our heart. Some of you just found out there's Amen. more to that song than you knew. In fact, there, there's still more to the song. We're, we're gonna we're gonna play the rest in a minute. But if if you hear that, you go, yeah, I, I, Lord, send revival, but not just for America, for the nations. And Lord, use me to make a difference. We want to help you. We want to equip you. We want to pour into you. And you don't have to relocate to be in one part of the world right now. You can join our growing online student body, which will ultimately be from nations all over the world, and be poured into, be blessed, be helped. The very same classes Aaron Kreider sat in, the very same classes Keith Collins years back before he was one of the faculty sat in, the very same classes that Daniel Kalenda, who's taken over Reinhard Bonnke's ministry and has literally led millions of people to Jesus. It's all to the Lord's honor. Ward Simpson, the CEO of God TV, to so many others, pastors and leaders and folks serving with hungry hearts to make a difference. They're out there making a difference. You can sit in the same classes. So again, go to fireschoolofministry.com. Register today. All right, let's, let's finish this clip off from Aaron Kreider. That's C-R-I-D-E-R. Aaron Kreider, now a worship leader at Gateway Church. Aaron Kreider's Shake the Nations. Fire of the nations, we cry to you Take us, mold us, make us look just like you Help us fix our eyes on nothing but you 
know, if, if I had timed that a little better, I would have delayed about 30 seconds because you're about to hear some of that music <laughs> once again. But friends, does your heart burn with that? I, I want to be part of that. I want to be used in that. I want to make a difference where I am. I, I don't just want to be part of the status quo. My heart burns with that every minute of every day. And if we can help you, if we can equip you, if we can strengthen you right where you live in the privacy of your home while still involved in your local church. There's that music again. Let us do it. Check things out. Go to fireschoolofministry.com. Our intensive full-time program is available for you at any speed, at any pace, in the privacy of your home. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire. Tomorrow's broadcast is going to be joined by Greg Kokel as we talk about the new edition of his best-selling book, Tactics, and as always, Thoroughly Jewish Thursday on Thursday and taking your questions on Friday. I'm scheduled to be ministering out in California this weekend at Messianic Congregation, Beth Shalom, on Saturday. And then, so with, with Pastors Robert and Renee Block. And then on Sunday with Pastor Shane Eidelman, also in California. So all the details on our itinerary at sdrbrown.org. Sitting with my friend Keith Collins. Just looking at some comments, a, a reader of your Samuel's Rising book just loved it, said it's a must-read. She's also visited our ministry school in the Philippines and was greatly blessed by the fire burning there. So, Keith, I, I want to take you back to a service you were in uh, when we were together leading Fire School of Ministry, and you were one of our faculty members before you became the director of the school. We were in Pensacola. We were in a building that was owned, a former movie theater, owned by New Dimensions Church. And we, we recorded a live CD, and we did a Revolution Now song that was written by one of our students, Charles Sepia, incredibly gifted brother, still producing wonderfully for the Lord today. And uh, it was about Jesus' revolution. Think of the mess our society's in. Think of how crazy this world's gotten in recent years. And we're saying the only solution is Jesus radically awakening the church, changing us and sending us out. So we were doing this song, uh, Revolution Now, and then in the midst of it, I, I got up to lead us in prayer. So I, I, I just, this was the atmosphere, the intensity, the passion at Fire School of Ministry. You were there yes. in that service. So I want you to hear this, and, and then we've got some closing words. So stay right where you are, friends, and take this in. your hearts are burning tonight to change this generation if your hearts are burning to see a Jesus revolution break out I want a few of you to run up here and join me on this platform we're gonna cry out to God together Jesus great God mighty one We're here to give notice to the devil, to the powers of darkness, that enough is enough. 
too long the world has been changing the church and we declare it is time for the church to go out and change the world living God it is time for you to rise up in power and shake everything that can be shaken that only your unshakable kingdom may remain Lord send us out to overthrow the status quo send us out to set the captives free send us out with a message of mercy and compassion and a dying and oppressed world Lord the world has had its share of fleshly demonic revolutions of sinful counterculture revolutions we declare tonight it is time for a holy Jesus revolution a holy grassroots counterculture revolution that'll take back the moral ground that was stolen out from under our feet we declare war on dead religion we declare war on the fear of man we declare war on materialism and greed and sexuality and love of this world and addiction to sports and entertainment and fashion we say it's time to be addicted to the love of God and the work of God Father we declare tonight that we hold nothing back from you we ask you living God to hold nothing back from us send us out touch us so we can touch a dying world we lift our voices now and we cry out for revolution we cry out for revolution now we cry out From there, the cry to begin to proclaim the name of Jesus, that's what rose next, because he's the center of it all. We're not going to change the world by being like the world or by violence or hatred or intimidation. We're going to change the world by Jesus changing us and then in the power of the Spirit and the preaching of the gospel and holy service, people are going to be changed around us. Keith, I wonder if you would do this. I believe that there are folks that are listening, that are watching, and their own hearts are stirred. They know there's more. They want to be used by God. Their leaders listening, and, and they're stirred because they feel they're, they're maybe caught up just in the day-to-day work of ministry and have lost some of the vision, passion. Others are saying, yeah, I, I know there's more. Keith, would you just pray for a moment? I know you're a man of prayer. Would you pray for revival in these hearts, for vision to be restored? However you feel led, would you just take a couple minutes and pray for our listeners, pray for our viewers right now. Definitely. Father, we just come before you, Lord, in humility and brokenness, but Lord, also in desperation. Lord, I, I pray that, that you would touch the heart of everyone that's listening to this today, those that will hear this by other means in, in the future, Lord, that you would stir their hearts, that, that we would realize that there's so much more to you. Father, I, I pray for those that are even in full-time occupational ministry that have grown cold or maybe they're living in secret sin or maybe just they're prayerless, they're not in the Word, Lord, they're just going through the motions. Arrest their hearts with your love, with your power, with your spirit. Father, I pray for, for those that attend a church, but Lord, they really 
don't know your presence. They don't know what it feels like to feel you, to, to burn with passion for deeper places in you. They, they don't know your burden for a dying generation, Lord. They've just kind of fit in with the world around them. But Lord, I, I pray that you would stir them, make them a revolutionary. God, awaken their hearts with revival, personal revival, Lord. Awaken their hearts with that, that, that cry that there's got to be more. Father, we just ask right now, even those that are prodigals that are listening, those that once knew you, that had fire in their hearts at one time, but maybe they're offended or maybe they've been hurt or betrayed, whatever it might be. Father, I pray that you would touch them right now, reawaken their hearts, and Lord, raise up a company of revivalists. Raise up a people in this generation that will not bow to the things of this world. They will stand toe-to-toe with evil. They will stand toe-to-toe with darkness. They will not be ashamed of the gospel. They will give themselves to service, to love, to mercy, but also to boldness and to, Lord, godly authority. They would walk in prayer and fasting, that they would know your voice and make you known in this generation, Lord. Awaken your people today, Lord, as only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So friends, uh, I want to encourage you. We can help you take another step with that. We've got, as you know, thousands of hours of free resources on our website on AskDrBrown.org. We have archives of years and years, well over a decade of daily radio broadcasts, sometimes two hours a day, otherwise one hour a day, all free for you. We have hundreds, thousands of articles, videos, other materials, all free and available. But we also want to invite you to go deeper. We want to invite you to take steps beyond that and to enroll in Fire School of Ministry online. You could take classes with Keith Collins where he's opening up books like Ephesians or where he's teaching on revival. You you can take classes with me where we're, we're talking about what we mean by Jesus revolution and opening the scriptures. It, it, these are life-changing things or, or Jewish roots. You can study with Josh Peters and get a great heart for missions. You can study with Bob Gladstone and the scriptures will open up to you like they never have before. And then we also get together with our students, different faculty members. We have periodic meetings where we get online and it's just a few of us together And we spend an hour or two interacting, sharing hearts, answering questions. And then there are ministry practicums that you could do. So you're part of a church, different ways where you can serve and get involved. So check things out. Go to fireschoolofministry.com. Register today. And again, if you're not quite sure, just when you fill out the form, you just explain you you want to explore or find out more about the Word and, and and. Maybe there's a calling beyond that. Maybe you are called to vocational ministry, and this will be a major step, and you can join our missionaries. Maybe you're called to the mission field, and this will be your path to getting there. Or you're called to plant churches. This could be your path to getting there. Or you're called to be a, a, a godly counterculture voice, as, as I seek to be and others seek to be. Or you're called to, to travel and preach, as, as Keith Collins does, and stir hearts for revival. So check things out. Fireschoolofministry.com. We would love to have you in our growing online student body. And then, well, just about a month from now, the whole world's going to be finding about, about this in a much louder way as this is broadcast on God TV and, 
and my friend Bob Gladstone and I, another colleague of well over 20 years, that we begin to open our hearts and share with you. And, and your heart, just as you listen, trust me, your heart's going to get stirred. You, you want to, I want to get in the Word more. I want to know God better. I want to be used more. Let us come alongside and help and serve you. Fulfill your calling in God. The time is short, friends. We've got one life. Let's do it. Change the